0: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. I know I do. But I think it's equally as important to know what you do with that time, if you had it. But learning how to prioritize what's important to me didn't come naturally. It's taken a lot of wonderful, loving people, including a couple of really great therapists, to get me there. Now, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I do believe the world would be so much better if everyone had access to a good therapist that did the right thing for them. But until we get to my perfect utopia, I will never stop searching for ways to make self-help and therapy and life improvement more accessible. So if you have personally been thinking of starting therapy, maybe BetterHelp is the right thing for you. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And ideally, if you find the right match for you, we can all learn how to make time for what makes us really happy. Visit betterhelp.com slash makeyourbed today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com makeyourbed. All right, y'all, I'm going to be honest. I cannot stop thinking about cozy, which is some of the most thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living that I've ever seen. And we have talked about Cozy's beautiful products before, but I really want to harp on the Cozy experience itself. Because not only is the delivery fast and free, but the purchasing process itself is actually fun. As someone who is notoriously bad at making decisions and commitments to things... The fact that Cozy allows me to fully customize pieces and then physically see them in my space through an augmented reality, well, they fully eliminated my fear of commitment. And when I say the furniture itself is so elegant, I mean it. Everything is carefully designed in Canada with the intention to enhance any space with high quality products at a fair price. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com to start customizing your furniture today. That's C-O-Z-E-Y dot com. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. If you've been here a while, you know I love a union. With the exception of the police union, they are typically for the people. And I will always advocate and fight to support the work that they put in. And if you're into it, I will happily do another historical rundown again soon. But today we are getting into a current union strike that is occurring right now. And we have a very unique opportunity to support it because inevitably it will affect us all at some point. But if you've spent any amount of time on Instagram, you probably are already well aware of the Writers Guild and the SAG-AFTRA strike that is affecting Hollywood right now. But if not, I'm happy to fill you in on the details that I've discovered through sources linked in the show notes as always. Tens of thousands of screenwriters representing the WGA or the Writers Guild of America have been on strike for over two months. And as of this month, over 160,000 actors within the SAG-AFTRA, which stands for Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, have joined the movement. And it's the first time the Writers Guild has gone on strike since the 80s and the first time that the Writers Guild and the Actors Guild have gone on strike together since the 60s. In a fight for basic pay increases among their withering rights because of the nature of streaming services and the safety of actors and writers, amongst this terrifying influx of the AI world attempting to steal the likeness of both writers and actors alike without any compensation for their work for, and I quote, eternity, it kinda shows that this strike in particular is not only historic, but super important. In an attempt for tighter regulations and safeguards to protect the human actors against the unauthorized use of their voices, likenesses, and performances, the Writers Guild has been working on negotiations for a while. But Hollywood and the AMPTP is hoping to drag things on until the union members begin not only losing their homes, but their livelihoods, literally hoping they'll go broke before resuming negotiations in the fall calling this a cruel but quote-unquote necessary evil that's especially rich to me coming from an asshole making millions while paying the people on the ground responsible for making the content that sells and makes them the millions pennies. No joke, these CEOs are making anywhere from $22 to $60 million a year while writers and actors struggle working side gigs and freelance jobs so they can make ends meet. So when a majority of the people's yearly wages are not even as much as their boss's daily wage, it's probably not a great sign. And writers are only asking for less than 2% of Hollywood profits. But I get it. We are all conditioned so that when we think about Hollywood, we think about the rich and famous. But it's important to remember that most people working in Hollywood aren't. To qualify for SAG-AFTRA insurance, you must make $26,740 per year. But only 13% of members qualify annually. But the thing about this strike is it's not just the unfair compensation or all of the horrific, hyper-specific, and predatory loopholes through which these Hollywood execs have figured out how to exploit workers to the highest degree, and it's not even the fact that the people who are controlling the narrative through the media are the bad guys. The scariest part to me is the lack of knowledge or safety regulations when it comes to AI clones, The proposals literally say they can pay you for one day and use your likeness for eternity. And the pay for that one day is not what you'd think it would be. The president of SAG-AFTRA, our icon and hero, Fran Drescher, addressed these concerns through negotiations, saying, As you know, over the past decade, your compensation has been severely eroded by the rise of streaming ecosystems. She wrote, Furthermore, Artificial intelligence poses an existential threat to creative professions, and all actors and performers deserve contract language that protects them from having their identity and talent exploited without consent and pay. Matthew Loeb, the international president of IATSE, pledged his unity with the movement and said this, The economic fallout for below-the-line crew members is real, but... Our members know the studios were responsible for shutting down film and TV production months before their negotiation with writers and actors even started. The heartbeat of entertainment is the creativity and dedication of working people, using their talents and skills to bring the cherished stories to life. And it is this very heartbeat that the studios threaten to silence with reckless disregard for fairness and human artistry the urgency of this moment cannot be overstated. Our industry is at a crossroads and the actions taken now will affect the future of labor relations in Hollywood and beyond. And I agree. The effects of these strikes are going to reverberate far beyond the writer's room and the movie sets. It's not just this industry, but when we consider it, it's all industry workers that have been suffering. Think of hair, makeup, cinematographers, caterers, and literally every single name at the end of all the credits that we've ever talked through. They're losing money in this strike, while the rich jackwagons who stole that money wait them out. But because power is in the numbers, and most people really do agree with power to the people, I have faith in this. And it always is really motivational to me to see people banding together for the rights of individuals over profits. Tomorrow, I will share some ways we can support the strikers and stand with the writers and actors who bring us so much entertainment. But in the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I love you so stinking much. And I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye cutie.